Hey everyone, as you always know here at the Truth is Barrel Proof podcast, we love to bring to you the different types of whiskey from the different genres, from the different parts of the world. And we're doing this tasting with our none other than the American Whiskey Glass by Whiskey Wisdom. Now, if you look on our bio, there is a code there that you can use for your purchase. It's TTIBP and you get 10% off your first purchase. As always, hit us up every single day on the Truth is Barrel Proof podcast, the home of the American Whiskey Gloss. Welcome to another episode of the Truth is Barrel Proof. My name is Ian, and as always, if you like what you hear on this podcast, make sure to connect with me on your favorite social media platforms as Barrel Proof Nerd, all one word. Let me know what you think of this bottle I'm checking out today. If you've tried it, I'd love to hear what you think of it. Today we are checking out Bardstown Bourbon Company's new release of Chateau de la Baude. This has just come out in the past week or two, I believe, uh, officially. This is the second release of the Chateau de la Baude collaborative series. Uh, some differences from the first one to this one, though. The first one is kind of a uh, has a mystique and an aura around it from Bardstown Bourbon Company. A lot of people say it's the one of the best, if not the best, thing to come out of their distillery so far. Um, the whiskey that they sourced for this one is a change from the original. I believe the original was MGP sourced. This one they're going to a 12-year Kentucky blended with a 10-year Tennessee bourbon, coming in at 107 proof. Um, kind of to get the elephant in the room out of the way, this is, I believe, one of their most expensive, if not the most expensive, collaborative series releases so far. In Michigan here, I believe it's around 169 shelf price. Um, other states maybe is slightly less, slightly more, but here I believe that's what it's going for. I reason I don't know what price it's going for is because I grabbed this one at the distillery in Kentucky on the release day, uh, so I haven't really checked it out in my own state yet. Anyway, 107 proof, Chateau de la Baude. I mentioned it's 12-year Kentucky, 10-year Tennessee, blended together, finished for 16 months in Chateau de, Chateau de la Baude, Armagnac casks. Um, this is a very, um, this is a release that a lot of people are excited about. A lot of people were curious how it was going to come out because of how loved the first release is. So I could not wait to get into this one and I knew it had to go on the podcast this week. So enough of the storytelling. You want to know what it smells like? You want to know what it tastes like? You probably want to know if you should go buy it before it's off the shelves. So let's get into it. I've had a pour sitting in my glass for a couple minutes while I've been rambling and talking to you about the background of it, but let's get into what you care about. So, on the nose, on the nose I get this uh, this, this red fruit thing, let's, let's call it that. It's almost like a, made me think of pomegranates with a little hint of cherry in the background to it. Um, probably coming from the Armagnac finish here, but that's one of the dominant things on the nose for me. The other thing that comes through, and it comes through on, on a lot of these, um, what I assume is Dickel finished products, is there's this minerality on the nose that comes through that kind of rounds out a lot of the notes for me. So I'm not a Dickel hater by any means. I enjoy a lot of their products and I enjoy what companies do with their products sometimes. 
Um, so don't take that as a bad thing when I say minerally. It's just a, a note that I get on the nose. A lot of people call it the Flintstones vitamin thing. I don't know. I don't really... I, I get what they're saying, but it's more of a minerally almost saltiness that comes across to it. Um, on the nose, really, it's those red fruits. It's that minerality. You get a little bit of this like almost graham cracker sensation on the nose, which is interesting. Um, but it's a very... Uh, it's a very soft, let's, I, I kind of refer to it as almost a delicate nose to it. It's not overly spicy, it's not jumping out of the glass and burning out your nose. Um, it's a very well-rounded nose. But let's get into the palate. So let's see what this one tastes like. So on the palate, the that red fruit sensation kind of steps to the background for me a bit here and the minerality kind of steps up a little bit. It, it almost comes across as a, a salty fruit, if that's a sensation you can imagine. Um, you get a little bit of those fruit notes, but you get that almost min that minerally saltiness to it. Um, and then a little bit of that those traditional bourbon notes kind of come in towards the end. So the front palette for me, that minerality is kind of heavy, but as the palette goes on, you get a lot of that, those more traditional, you get the honey, you get the little bit of the funk from the higher aged whiskeys that are in here. Um, a lot of those flavors you like and expect from, from those bourbons. The finish on it is a little short and, and dry, not in a bad way, just um, it's not a very long lingering finish altogether. There is a bit of this cinnamon tingle that kind of stays on the tip of my tongue for quite some time with this one. It's almost like a lot of the, the finish drops off in a, um, a, a dry way, almost like a dry wine. Um, but there is that little bit of cinnamon, cinnamon cinnamonness. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. But there's this, this tingle to your tongue that stays there. The one standout characteristic for this one though, that I, I have been loving so far is the the viscosity on this which if you know anything about me i feel like mouthfeel and viscosity is a an underappreciated thing in whiskey you might even be able to hear it on this podcast right now long after the sip is gone i feel like i'm still chewing on the oily uh the oily aspect of this one I don't know if it's a combination of the slightly higher aged bourbons with the long finishing time in the Armagnac casks, but it's a very oily pour. Um, it, it's really fantastic in how the mouthfeel is here. Um, overall, a very well-rounded pour. The flavor profile doesn't have really any, anything that peaks and jumps out of the glass at me. You know, sometimes you you get with these finished whiskeys, you'll get something that just really pops out of the glass and almost tastes like there's some of the uh, the finishing product in the glass, but um, in this case, it, it comes off as very well-rounded up front with trailing into that funkiness and a little bit of that spiciness in the background on the very end of the finish. Um, overall, a very solid, well-rounded pour, one that I could see being very dangerous in the fact that you could probably drink this, you could drink this all night and probably not have not have it burn out your palate. You could really enjoy it all night solid it's it's one you're gonna have to make a decision on the price point is up there on this one um 
I recommend checking it out at least though. Even if the price point on the bottle is a little higher than you want to spend, I recommend checking it out. Grab a pour from a bar. It should be hitting all the markets soon. Um, not sure exactly you know how they're rolling these out, but it hit Michigan this week, so probably hitting other states soon too. Um, worth checking out, especially if you're a fan of these Armagnac finishes. I think you'll find something you like here. Don't be afraid of the Tennessee whiskey in there. There is a little saltiness to the, the nose and the palate, but it is not over overpowering and tasting like a mouthful of kids' vitamins or anything that people seem to be afraid of with that. I think the Bardstown team did a fantastic job, as always, with these finished releases. Um, so check it out. If you've tried this one, let me know what you think, though. I'm curious, since this one just came out, if people have tried it, what they're thinking of it. I have not tried the first release of Chateau de la Baud, so I'd also love to hear if you've tried both. Uh, let me know. What do you think of this one compared to the first one? Does it does it live up to the the name, or uh, are you still in love with the first one over it? Let me know. Find me on your social media platforms. Let me know. Barrelproof Nerd, all one word. As always, this is The Truth is Barrel Proof. Have a great day. Thank you. What's up, Truth is Barrel Proof fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcasts. If you have ghosts, you have everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Thank you.